Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. That is some bass. Bringing in some bass to the Catholic Man Show. It's all about the bass. That's what I've been told. That's I've been what told they that say. once. That's what they say. I've heard that once before. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. I'm Adam Minahan sitting here with David Niles in studio. A lot of things happened this week. How was your week? Dude, my week was a little chaotic. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, it went, it, everything ended up working. Everything went really well. Um, Pamela and I are Catholic engaged encounter people instructors. Uh, we're couples. We're team leaders. So we, you know, go and we give talks. I think we give seven talks over a weekend. Um, so anyway, seven, seven, seven talks. You and your wife. Yeah, yeah. We give seven. That is a lot of talks. Yeah, um, but that's easy for you. You talk a I lot. I talk. I do talk a lot. Yeah. And it blessed so many people with my words. Just they're, they're great so words. So many people, words. I have the best words. Um, but anyway, uh, it was just this is our first one to do. Yeah. So it was a lot of extra stress, you know, just making sure. Do we have everything? Like I don't know. I think so, but hard to know for sure. Right. Um, and also, we, we there was one other talk we had to write this week um, that went fine. But anyway, it was just chaotic for that reason just getting ready for a catholic age engage encounter but it went very well um how many how many people were you talking to there were 14 couples this time 14 couples yeah. nice mm-hmm. yep 20. all all trying to get each other to heaven that's right good mm-hmm. we had a good group so good we also gave a talk uh to the to the men up there in in uh connecticut was it no new hampshire i'm sorry new hampshire i'm gonna be honest i have no idea where they were yeah we, we live streamed it yeah but, so uh, in between my talks and Catholic Engaged Encounter... Right. I uh, met up with you. We uh, didn't even do it in studio. I met up with you so that way we could give another talk in between your talks. God ordained it so that I happened to have a 90-minute break because there's two couples on Catholic Engaged Encounter. There's a younger couple and an older couple. They happen an to A-team and a B-team? An A-team and a B-team, yes. <laughs> and the A-team, for some reason, is the young couples. Uh, Which whatever. does not make sense. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'll be the A-team. But anyway, we happen to have a 90-minute break. And it was exactly at the time we were supposed to be speaking at the men's conference via Skype. Yes. So, well, Zoom. Our uh, Council of Man member, Aaron Kesmetis, yes, invited us to speak at his Council of, or not Council, uh, Knights of Columbus men's g- gathering. Over 60 guys. Was it? No, it was a, it was a men's it was a, conference. It was a Knights of Columbus men's conference. Okay. It was hosted, uh, I'm sorry, maybe it was just sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, I think it was... The it promo was, was with Knights of Columbus. It was uh, put on by his parish, I believe. Okay. And then they did invite other people from other parishes. Well, but. the talk that we gave uh, was recorded, and we'll be uh, posting that on our Patreon page. So if you want to subscribe to Patreon, uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show and do like Tim Legere did 
and become a friend tier. All right, Tim. Tim Legere. Way to I, go, bud. I like that guy. He's he's out of Tulsa. He goes to our parish. Yeah. Um, and become a, a, a supporter of the Catholic Mancho. I want to thank the guys who did uh, listen to the last episode and become a Patreon subscriber. Uh, last week, we kind of said, hey, we're, we're trying to expand. We're trying to maybe hire some people for, for our show, at least part-time. Uh, and any help, any any amount helps. We even had guys, yeah. you know, even just donate two dollars a month. Two dollars a month. Hey, thank you very yeah, much. Ounces make pounds. Totally. Um, and so we we appreciate it very much for for your support. All the people who who helped us because that that's the only way we're going to continue growing. So anyway, if this is your first time listening to the Catholic Mansion, we do three things every episode. This first segment, Adam, what are those three things? The three things that we do. This first segment, we open, review, and enjoy a man beverage. The second segment, we highlight a man gear. And the third top, the third thing is we have a topic, so a manly topic, a manly topic. Uh, this week we we're, we're changing it up a little bit, dude. This I, is the I just first. tell you, I've been smelling this, and I might, after today, might become a cognac guy. Really, it smells really good. It is. Let's try it. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, Cheers to Jesus. So we're having the. Uh, uh, the coin, the VSOP, which is stands for mm. very special, uh, very special open pale, is what it's. It, what does that even mean? What do those words mean when put together? VSOP, a very special. Okay, I get that. What's open mean? Like pale. I'm not sure. A cask open on top. I'm or? not sure what. I'm not sure what that means. But you know, cognac is. It's not a whiskey. It's it's fermented grapes. Right. Right. It's fermented wine. Um, and so, so you're going to catch a lot on the nose, like the apple, green apple, very like a bouquet of fruit. The nose is, it smells really good. Uh, uh, to me though, it didn't taste as good as it smelled. Hmm. Um, to me, I get, I get a medicine-y flavor. There's kind of a little bit of cough syrup in there. It's interesting. It's. I mean, I can drink it. I can drink this. But it. I think I. I made oh, a mistake. I, I made a mistake, and raised my expectations a lot. Just I re- now, I, I do remember what it means. It means that it. Ha- it, it was the, uh, the open and yeah, the pale. It, well, it, it just means. My understanding is, is it's it's been aged at least four years. That's what the open pale means. Well, I, I just know the VSOP means hmm. that it's been uh, aged at least for four years. Okay. So obviously we're not cognac experts. No, we're not. But I do. I I do know. I, I listened to an, uh, a guy give a review on this, and he's he made a couple suggestions that I'll pass on to you guys. Uh, like I said, I'm not a cognac expert. This is actually maybe one of my first times to try it. It is. It is forty percent alcohol though, so it's definitely a liquor. Right. Um, he said that you typically don't pair things with cognac. It's an after dinner. Uh, a digestivo l- liquor, if I may. Sure. Yeah. Um and. Uh, you typically don't add water to it like you do with whiskey. Okay. So um, those are two things that he said. So I, I, this may be good for to, to have. It, it's not very expensive. And so it may be a good what? idea. This is a, so I'm reading the back. It says, throughout history, uh, Corviosier. How do you say the name of this thing? Whatever this is called. Corviosier. Corviosier has always been synonymous with superior quality. Legend has it that Napoleon took with him hundreds of bottles to enjoy during his years in exile. Why is Napoleon getting to take hundreds of bottles of liquor? It's like, who 
you're in exile, bro. Like, you're in timeout. You don't you're get toys in timeout. <laughs> in timeout. You know what I'm saying? You don't well, get toys I mean, in timeout. When uh, Winston Churchill got cap- captured, they allowed him to bring over, like, a lot, like, a lot of wine and whiskey. For himself. For himself. See, I think if I was the one doing the capturing, be like, yeah, sure, you yeah, can bring, bring it all that. Bring yeah. it over. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he gets here, it's like, we're not giving it to you. I'm drinking it. <laughs> you brought it for me. I right. don't know if you knew that. Oh, hey, uh, it's time to pay a bet. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. This is something that I'm, I'm going to do. So maybe five years ago. Was it five years ago, you think? I don't know. Maybe six it, years it ago. It could have been five years ago. It was, uh, I made a bet with David Niles that... Tiger Woods would never win another major. And that was a that was a gutsy bet at the time. Everybody thought that he was still going like he was uh still on fire. Well, no, uh, it was it, just a it, matter of it time. It wasn't 5 years ago cuz um Pamela and I were married. Well, we were married on okay, our, our 5-year anniversary is coming four, up 4, four years, years ago. ago. But it was after his fall. Right, but everybody thought I mean he was still very high in all of the betting. Everybody thought that he was about he's going to win. It's just a matter of time, just a matter of time. And up until two weeks ago, no one really thought that he was going to like. Yeah. The scales had tipped. Anyway, I wonder if so he's going to retire. I we bet twenty dollars. Yeah. So I did also did not think he would ever win a major, but the reason I took the bet was because uh, it was structured. I felt like the bet was structured in my favor. Um, I knew exactly when I was to get paid, and. It's really undetermined when you were going to get... When do I have to pay you $20? Well, I guess when he dies. Well, when he, or senior, if he, when he goes if to he the senior. When he retires. Yeah, when he goes to the senior, probably. But I think there have been seniors who have won majors. I mean, haven't there? I, I would know. guess. I would guess that sure. that's happened. I don't know for sure, but... Anyway, so I paid my way, bet. You're, cheers, my friend. Also, this year... To uh, honor. To honor. Uh, also, this week... I got my first ever set of Short the Summa. Short over here. Okay. Of the Summa Theologica by St. Thomas Aquinas. All five hardback covers. I'm super pumped. It will help very much in my project that I'm working on. I'm just very excited. Will it? Yeah, absolutely. Because don't you but already have... second part of the second part. Don't you already have it on Verbum? Yes. But it's nice to have a hardback cover. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, but it's just not very—it's not nearly as user-friendly hardback. You know Why don't you I mean? just rain on my parade? Go ahead, keep raining on it. If you want me to, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I brought my 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 set with me because I was just so excited. I got them today. It is, it is a nice set. Five books, you know. Yes, it's nice. Harkens back to the old days of encyclopedias. It does. It does kind of feel that way. It's hilarious. So I'm really excited about it. It's like, why didn't they just invent the internet back then? Well, they did. I mean, no, back then. Like, you know, instead of buying all these encyclopedias, like, just go and invent the internet. That's something that, yeah, that was... You should have just done that. Yeah. They weren't thinking. Anyway. Hilarious. So, what your thoughts on the drink? Do you think it's going to, like... I think I I need to adjust to it a little bit. Okay. Let Let me answer that question at the end of the episode. Fair enough. When we get back, we're going to jump into the man gear. Also, we're going to let you know the sponsor of this episode, one of the yeah, Lord's team. sponsored episode, The Winning Side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, sipping on some cognac. This episode, yes, we have a sponsor. Let's do it. This this show is sponsored. This episode is sponsored by Summons Magazine by Be the Men. To subscribe to this free online print magazine, go to bethemen.com. This magazine is for every Catholic man who knows deep down we're all called to greatness. They also have a free daily email devotional you can sign up for at any time. Bethemen.com. Bethemen.com. Cool. I like that because I have... That's a great URL. I have the strength of many men, and so I kind of am being the men. You know, it's it's tough for a lot of people to be the men. You know, they can try to be the man. Mm. It takes more than a man to be the men. That's interesting. Ecce homo. Ecce homo. <laughs> be the men.com. Be the men. Thank you for sponsoring. Uh, okay. Uh, let's let's get into the man gear. The man gear today is interesting. It gave me the idea of uh, a man by the name of Blair. How would you say Blair's last name? Wacob? Wacob. Wacob? <laughs> I have no idea. Blair... If you're listening, I appreciate you sent uh, a handwritten letter, which I appreciate handwritten letters um, to the Catholic Mantra. You you sent a letter to us, and it had your letterhead on it, which I thought was just very nice. It was very well done. Uh, It's a nice, thicker stocked paper with your letterhead. So today, the man gear is a letterhead, having your own letterhead. It it. It made me want to go get my own, which I did. I ended up going to get my own letterhead. Can I, do you have it with you? Can I see um, it? No, it's, down, it's downstairs. Okay. It's downstairs. But that, that's another reason why I love our show, Dave, is because there's so many men who give us such great ideas yeah. on how to continue being better men, on how to, like, things like that I wouldn't have thought of mm-hmm. had, had he not sent us any uh, a letter. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the difference between having your own letterhead versus having stationary like your own stationary i think that le- i think a letterhead is is exactly what that is it's just a piece of paper with your letterhead on it with your name on the top or actually i, I looked up a bunch of different types of letterheads uh when i was looking at them and you know people had all sorts of creative ways of of their own letterhead you know johnny cash had his you know a certain way um all, all these elvis had his own certain way i mean there's all these guys who had just their and Andrew Warhol had a, a crazy one, um, you know. So there's all different ways of having letterhead on, uh, the way you want it to kind of show your style or, or who you are. I, I would say stationary is more of uh, the whole kit and caboodle as far as like envelopes, thank you notes, uh, maybe encompasses letterheads as a letterhead as well. Well, I don't know because I guess you can personalize stationary. You know, you could have your name mm-hmm. put on it, but to me, a letterhead is more than just having your name at the top. You know, you might have a, a logo or a crest or something. No. no, you don't think so? No, that's I don't think that's accurate. Okay, so what do you have on, what is on your letterhead, your name? Uh, on the top, it has my my name, T. Adam Minahan, and it's boxed in, and then it has a, the Catholic Mantra logo on the bottom. So you do have a logo. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, Johnny Cash didn't have a logo. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, there's I, a lot of people that I don't just, have logos. I associate letterheads with logos. Okay. In my mind. Okay. Which we should talk one day about having, bringing back the family crest. That's a good idea. You know, and how do you even find... That's a tough thing to do. Do you even have a family crest? You know, like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's epic. 
It is. Yes, I agree. Uh, but so anyway, so letterheads. So I think that there's this art of writing letters that needs to be brought back. Uh, Brett McKay does a really good job mm-hmm. of, of promoting letter writing. Yeah. He, he's from the art of manliness. That's the only reason we got him on the show is because you wrote him a letter. That's right. But uh, so I decided, here's what I decided to do. I decided to change or, or, or to be intentional about letter writing. Okay. Because that's something we talk about all the time. In order, like, you have to be intentional about your prayer life. You have to set time for prayer. Otherwise, it won't happen. Uh, you have to set time to respond to emails. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. You have to set time to spend time with your wife. Otherwise, the end, end of the day, and you're like, oh, I didn't spend any time really with my wife. Yeah. So I decided I need to set aside time to write letters. And so uh, I decided that I, I set a block of time out to write five letters a week on a Friday. And so I, I write five letters a week on a Friday and, and mail them out. So you, you, you do five letters on Friday? Correct. Okay. I do not, not in a week, necessarily. Well, five, five, five for the week. <clears throat> but you do five on Friday? Yes. The, it's the Friday five. The Friday five, yeah. if you will. You haven't written me a letter. No. <laughs> no, you're not really high on the list. Yeah. Or at all. <laughs> you didn't make the cut. Yeah. But, because you, you live across the street. Yeah. So. So? I have a mailbox. Uh, I, just had, I had my mailbox fixed. When's the last time have you, you wrote a letter? That? Have you noticed that? No. My mailbox is fixed. It used to be all like have bricks broken on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. No longer. Uh, the last time I wrote a letter. It's been a long time. Well, the last one I can think of. We've been in the Council not, of Man. We've been in Council of Man when we sent out all the packages. No, because that I wrote a note. I don't count. I mean, I'm thinking about writing a letter. You start it with dear, comma, you know, next line, you know, oh, okay. a letter. Okay. Um, the last one I can think of was to my wife, uh, but she was not my wife at the time. Mm. After Pamela and I had been dating for three weeks, I knew that I was going to marry her. And so I wrote her a letter telling her that I was going to marry her um, and mailed it to myself. And then I gave it to her on our wedding day. Nice. Yeah. It was one of the more cool things I did in my life. Yeah, very romantic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is. A Unexpected. Rom- yes. Well done. You're welcome. So if you're, uh, if you're dating or engaged and you find yourself in, an, you in a situation that, that is apropos, go, go for it. Yeah, take that one. You yeah. don't even have to give him credit. I did not even copyright doing such things because I don't think I could make any money on it. But um, that's the last letter I can think of. But I'm, I feel... I feel like I've written another one since the reason, then. The reason why I like letter writing is because it's it's much more personal. When you say letter writing, I, you're just meaning like any handwritten thing in the mail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, it's much more personal. Yeah. Because of the convenience of email, text message, phone calls uh, in today's world, you know, letters are, are almost obsolete. You, you almost don't get letters unless they're bill. I mean, you get mail, but it's bill. Bill, it's not letters. So your letterhead is it lined? I mean, you no. could put it on. Yeah. Okay. So it's difficult. It's more difficult. First of all, I'm a terrible hand. My handwriting is it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to work and work at it. I've actually practiced cursive handwriting just to get to where I am right now, mm-hmm. which is still. Uh, it's like embarrassing mm-hmm. 
it's almost not embarrassing, but it still is a little bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, having to write on non-lined paper, mm-hmm. it's not good. Well, it just takes practice. I mean, I know. like you said, before I started started this, I, I, I was getting so bad at my own signature because of, of not really doing cursive that it was just kind of like a, a squiggle, M, squiggle, and that was yep. it. Uh, it took me a long time to remember all, like, remember how to write in cursive because I just never did. It had been 15 years since I've yeah. written in cursive. I think I need to go back to, like, the third grade books. You know, they had, like, the dotted letters yeah. for you to trace. It, because my handwriting, my muscle memory it, is so ingrained that mm-hmm. I just can't break some of these ugly letters. And I and I look, you know who has beautiful handwriting? Seminarian. Uh, Peter... Um, Puelo? Yes. Okay. Is that it? Puelo? No. Puelo? P-U-E-L-O. However you want to say that. Yeah. He sent me a letter Mm -hmm. after I let him stay at my house when I told him I was going to be there and then I turned out not to be there when he came in town for Thanksgiving a couple years ago. And he sent me a thank you letter. And it was just, man, I wish I had good handwriting because you you see it Mm -hmm. and it's just just beautiful to look at. You know what I mean? Right. Well, And I think that the reason... Something that about letterheads, it like inspires you to want to write. You know, there's this thing, hmm. something about the atmosphere that you're in. You know, if the studio, it, we try to provide an atmosphere to want to read, to want to do the things that we do in in the studio. Same same way with the mass. You know, with with church. You know, we build up this beauty to want to be able to worship. You know, to 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 give uh, honor where honor is due. And, and letterhead is is kind of something that it's like it kind of gets you excited if you have a, if you have a um, I just went blank on the pen fountain pen if you have a fountain pen and letterhead it kind of inspires you makes you want to write um, and I, I I've been I've been a big proponent of getting yourself in the in the mood or you know setting the stage if you will to be able to do an activity especially with writing for me. Uh, writing does not come easily for me. So in order for me to write, I have to kind of set the the atmosphere, if you will. I will tell you something that has helped my writing. Okay. Is sitting at a desk that is the appropriate height mm. in a chair that, you know, you want the chair to desk ratio to be right so that it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And having one of those black mats to write on. If you don't have one of those, you can just put a few pieces of paper underneath right. as well. Um, but the problem with that is that now the, the surface you're writing in gets higher than the level that your hand is resting on. So if you have a black mat, you can have one piece of paper on the mat. Your hand is the level of the mat. The paper is the level of the mat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also put lined. They have, I feel like letterhead belongs on a nice paper. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice stock paper, but the thing about letterheads is you kind of adapt it to your own personality. Yeah, so you could get lined you can do it however you paper want. Paper as well, There's that no, would help. Yeah, you can do it however you want. Great so, idea. Anyway, when we get back, we're going to talk about St. Ignatius and the spiritual exercises and how we can apply that to our lives today. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay, good. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Ooh, it's my turn to come back in. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I was like waiting for you to bring us back in, thinking like, man, he's going, coming in late this go around. And then I realized, nay, it is my turn. TCMS fail. Yes. Right there. Well, not the first time. No. <laughs> but welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Uh, we are sipping on a little bit of cognac. Talked about a letterhead and promoted the idea of letter writing. And now we're going to talk about, this is going to be an interesting topic. I think, at least for me, because I don't know a whole lot about it, and I want to just quiz you hardcore on the topic and stump you. Uh, let me tell you, easily done. Easily, 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 easily done. Easily stumped. Yeah. So I want to talk about the spiritual exercises today by Saint Ignatius. By Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Um, a little bit of back. Oh, can I can I say something really fast about Saint yeah, Ignatius? I will allow it. You know, you were, we were talking about how you were kind of a romantic last segment. Yeah. Any any guy who wants to who's like trying to be romantic can can relate to Saint Ignatius Loyola uh, because he was like trying to he he, he met a girl, a, a lady who was he knew was well above him. Sound familiar? Yes. 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 Exactly. And uh, he wanted to try to woo her. He wanted to try to catch her attention. Woo! So he, so what he decided to do is he's like, I'm going to go into this hopeless battle, and I'm going to triumphantly win, and it's going to cause my name to become really big and famous, and it's going to cause her to, to ask about me. And that was his game plan. So he, he rallied his troops around him, because he was a soldier. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not. I knew that, Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's so, the patron saint of soldiers. Right. So so he, he rallied his troops to say, hey, we're going to go into this battle. We're going to, it's going to be tough. We, we may not win, you know, and, and it's, but we have to go, we have to do this. Well, right off the bat, cannon fires, hits his leg, shatters his leg. That's how he got into the battle. Yeah. Because he was fighting the French. Right. Uh, cannon fired, hit his leg, shattered his leg. All of his buddies were like, well, he's out. So yeah, as uh, soon as he fell, they immediately, they're like, we're done. So, but he was trying his best. The reason why he was fighting this, this this battle was to get catch the the girl's attention. Yeah. So before this battle, which is pretty intense. Like, think about that. Uh, there's a girl that you you, you find I did, attractive. I did not know that part about about this story. Yeah, you, I did know that his troops wanted to surrender, and that he you know was like he was a a, sp- he, a good. He knew he's going into battle knowing like the odds are against me, but I'm I'm trying to win this girl over, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, the cannonball went in such that it actually hit both his legs. Um, it wounded it wounded both of his legs, but one of his one of his legs was broken. Yes, in multiple places, I believe. Anyway, uh, Saint Ignatius Loyola. It, was that in the 1400s? Is that correct? I don't know. Somewhere around in there. I don't know, but so anyway, after this, he was captured by the French, and the French were super nice to him. They, in fact, they brought him to Spain. They took him back to Spain so that he could get better. Mm-hmm. What? The French. Hey, this is why. This is why you're not good at fighting. <laughs> okay, whatever. That okay. aside, um, they uh, he so his his bones didn't get set right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, when he got back to Spain, the doctor said, "All right, well, we're gonna have to break it again, and it's gonna be incredibly painful." Mm. Okay, um, there's no anesthesia, you know, right, no local time. anesthetic, right? Um, and so it was reported like everybody it was a big deal because all he didn't make a sound when they cut open his leg, 
broke it, and said that. it again. All he did was clench his fists. That's crazy. And it, the the doctors were just like, man, this guy is either the toughest guy I've ever seen or he's a psychotic. He's a little off his rocker. He's psychotic. He's, you know, whatever. But even then, the way it healed, it healed in such a way that he had a bump on his leg um, just above his knee. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the, uh, the dress was such that men wore tights. And mm. he just did not like, he did not, he did not like the way he looked in his tights because okay. he had this bump that he thought was ugly. Okay. So we went back to the doctors and said, can you fix this? And they said, well, yeah, but it's going to, you hurt. don't want it. You don't want to do it. It's going to be worse than before. And he said, do it. I want you to do it. Wow. And they said, no, it's, you don't understand. He said, do it. So they did it, and once again, all he did was clench his fists. Not a sound, not a word. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, because I think they had to shave it down. So like shaving his bone, you know. That's cr- like Ugh. anyway. Mm. So Ugh. then he's in the hospital. He's in the hospital, and there's they only had two books for him to read, mm-hmm. and one of them was on the saints. The life like of books the saints. were tough to get a hold of those times. Right. Yeah. So. Um, he the res- life of Christ and the life of saints. Yeah, or I, it was like a catechism or the life of Christ. I don't was, know what the other one was. But then one of the most important thing is that one of them was on the lives of, lives of the saints. Okay, mm-hmm. and then he's like, man, these guys are the real heroes. These guys are, if they can do it, I think he was kind of the guy who was like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. Okay. Is that the virtue of magnanimity? No. That was pride? I'm pretty it, sure it's pride. It's more yeah, of a vice is, of pride yes. than the virtue of magnanimity. So anyway... He became, he did become a saint. Actually, it turns out he was right. So maybe it was humility uh, <laughs> because he's in all, in all humility, in all truth. I'm telling you, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Because in fact, he did do it. Yes, he, he did. did become a saint. He is a saint. One of the best. So, um, you know, long story short, he did a lot of crazy things. I don't want to spend too much time talking about his life. I do want to tell one story though, because it kind of gets to the point of like his attitude and how he came developed these exercises okay uh right after he he was getting in he was getting better he's like learning to walk again and he told his family look as soon as i get out of here i'm walking to rome on pilgrimage i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna be a monk and they tried to like no don't do that please don't do that uh you know they were kind of like semi-wealthy um but he's he said no no no, that's what i'm doing well he started off with a donkey um, and he met uh, another Christian who was telling him like, oh, great, you're a Christian. I, I just became one. And so it was great for him to talk to this other Christian. But then at some point, um, Ignatius asked this guy about, well, what about the perpetual virginity of Mary? And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't believe in that. And here's why, blah, 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 blah. He gave him all these reasons. So anyway, then they went their separate ways. But as he thought about it, the fact that this guy didn't believe in the perpetual virginity of Mary made him matter and matter and matter. And finally he decided, I'm going to go kill that guy. He deserves to die for this. Wow. Because he's just, I mean, he's a soldier. Right. Just in his mind, no, you crossed the line. You deserve to die. Nobody talks about my mom that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill you. It's not that I want to do it. You just deserve it. Okay. So anyway, he was praying to God and he said, all right, up here to the left is where I would need to go because I know where the town that guy went to. God, if you want me to go serve justice to this man, let my donkey veer to the left and take that path, because it was a fork. Mm-hmm. And if not, keep my donkey going straight. Well, the donkey went straight, and so he, he was didn't, like, Dang he it. didn't go and kill the guy. <laughs> but, you know, right. he's just like, he's a soldier, mm-hmm. you know, It's funny that duty. a lot of the saints, uh, a lot of the great saints of the church's time 
all have such a, a, a strong devotion to our mother. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like if you look at all the, uh, most of the doctors at the church, they all have a very strong affinity towards our mother. Yeah. So anyway, he went on to, to found the Jesuit Yeah, um, the Society order, of Jesus. The Society of Jesus. And, um, epic name. Totally an epic name. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to name an order, it's like, like what is, well, the Society of what? Uh, Jesus. How about Jesus? How about Jesus? That's not taken yet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that no, one. N- nobody's done. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to pick Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he became known as being one of the, the experts in discerning spirits. Okay, so uh, in a discerning in general, really. Okay. Um, and he developed the rules for discerning. Um, one of them is, and I don't, I'm not want to get into his rules today, but one of them is things like, uh, consolation, desolation in times of desolation, you never change anything. Don't change a thing. Okay. And, um, in times of consolation, don't make big decisions. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to be, oh, just, oh, I'm so, you don't want to be chasing spiritual highs, I guess. Um, in making these big decisions. So anyway, um, I really want to talk about, in general, the spiritual exercises. So he has a 30-day retreat. Right. So he wrote the, the exercises as a 30-day retreat. Okay. Broken out into what are called four weeks. They're not actually, each week is not actually seven days, um, but could they call them four weeks. It's just four time periods. Um, and... I have always wanted to do this. Yeah, but I don't have 30 days. Right, I can't I can't leave. I can't go somewhere for 30 days. No. I take a month off from work, much less my family. Right. You know, so I've I've always kind of lamented that like oh, maybe someday. Um, you know, maybe someday when I retire, maybe my wife and I can go do it together. Right. Uh and it's usually a silent retreat, I think. Or at least much of it is a silent retreat. Um but the reason I wanted to talk about it is because um, I've been just trying to think about, well, how could we just maybe without doing this as a retreat, how could we incorporate these principles or these, this cycle into my day-to-day prayer, my day-to-day routine, okay? So um, let's, let's just talk about what the different weeks, weeks are, okay? And just right off the bat, if, for more information, you can go to... Uh, IgnatianSpirituality.com. They, I mean, it's the end all. It's a, it's the beginning and the end of everything you need to know. Okay. About about this stuff. Um, the first week of the exercises, uh, you're really pondering sin in your life and the consequences of sin in your life, um, and just how God's and God's love for you, um, which is a good place to start, I think. That's how they. That, that's In how anything. It's uh, reconciliation, sort of. Yeah. Well, that's how they. Uh, a lot of the saints have suggested to start out meditative prayer in general is to start out by meditating on on the sins that you've committed throughout the day. Okay, so let's talk more about this when we get back from the break. Okay, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. 
I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about the spiritual exercises of St. Saint Na- Saint Ignatius of Loyola. This episode's sponsored by BeTheMen.com. BeTheMen.com. Go check them out and let them know that we sent you. Because sent you. that helps us. Totally. We're also sipping on some cognac, which is okay. It's, it's, I think it's grown on me a little bit. It's a little bit better. I mean, so, but still, it's just okay, I think. Yes. Um, if someone offered it to me at a party, I would say yes. I would as well. I would not decline. Right. Okay, so uh, the, f- the four weeks. Okay. Let's just get right to that because I want to make, we I have think, to make sure we get that in. Okay, think, so the first week um, is the time of reflection in our lives and how uh, God's boundless love for us. Um, and we see that our response to God's love has been hindered by patterns of sin. Okay, that's what it's all about. It's all about the sin in your life, how it has gotten in the way of your relationship. Um, and, and I think on the 30-day retreat, this is 10 days long. It would make sense that this part would probably be the longest. 10 days of pondering your sin. I think, however, that it's not as... I don't know that it's a specific fixed date. I think it just depends on how long it takes you to process through it all. Okay. Um, and so, who knows? Who knows? Um, Somebody does. The first week ends with a meditation on Christ's call to follow him. It ends with, say that again? It ends with a meditation on Christ's call to follow him. Okay. Okay. Pick up your cross and follow him. Yes. Um, and, you know, of course, when you do this uh, retreat, you have a spiritual director. When you, you know, that's... For, oh, for the I retreat, thought, I thought it was not. I thought that the whole purpose of this was was to not have a spiritual. No, director. no, you 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 typically have a spiritual director when you when you do this. Someone who is familiar with the exercises and can help. Okay, uh, yeah, I think I, I've heard I, I've heard it's not as anyway. Go ahead, but uh, this isn't like a life spiritual director, but it's a one for the retreat. You know, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe not someone who knows you intimately, but is there to help guide you through the exercises. Okay. Um, so the second week, the meditations and prayers teach us how to follow Christ as he as his disciples. So, um, you know, you're reflecting on scripture passage, passages about the birth and baptism, his sermons on the mount, ministry of healing and teaching, um, raising Lazarus from the dead. And um, you're finally, you're brought to decisions to change your life. I can't imagine doing that for that long. Yeah, I don't know how long this one is. I mean, how but, many I mean, days? Even more than a day, I can't imagine doing it. I, I, you know what, man? I agree. I have, to me, I'm just not disciplined. I don't have enough virtue. Me either, man. I'm, I think, I'm sitting I, here, think I'm I would start here, to go crazy. Yeah, I'm sitting here what, listening to you read this and I'm thinking like, I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. I've always wanted to do a silent retreat, but I think just, you know, since I've never done one, if it was more than three days long, I'm not sure it would be healthy for me. I think I go crazy. Well, no, I I mean that like, so everybody uses this analogy, but I think they use it because it's good. If you go into the gym and you try to start, Mm -hmm. you're just going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to, you got to do what is appropriate for your condition. For your state in life. Right. And so I would love to, I mean, I'm not, I think there are monks out there who do this all the time. In fact, I think um, Jesuits uh, very often will do these 30-day retreats. It would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. But uh, there's just no way I could do... I just couldn't imagine doing it for that long to think about... You know, St. Teresa of Avila talks about how she, she was told to meditate on the Our Father and all the sisters around her like 
got through the whole Our Father, and she hadn't even gotten through Our Father. The yeah. words Our Father. Yeah. Medita- and it's like, man, that is crazy because I could, I, I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. I would like to. I think that it, it. I was doing this actually recently because her that that story is. I think about that sometimes when I pray. Mm-hmm. I say the Our Father so fast. You right. know, it's like I should really slow down. I just am in a hurry. I want to finish the rosary. I'm right. very goal oriented sometimes right. in my prayer. But just about like, hallowed be your name. And it's not like, oh, he has a holy name. No, holiness is, is his, his name. name. That is his name. Right. Deep. Deep, bro. God is deep. There's a t shirt for you. God is deep. It's a bad t shirt, but it could be a t shirt. Okay, so the third week, you meditate on Christ's, on the Last Supper. On his passion and death. So, yeah. That now that I could meditate on for, for quite a right. while. Yeah, it's all about the passion, his suffering, um, the gift of the Eucharist. When, I, when I'm praying the rosary, the, the sorrowful mysteries are the easiest for me to meditate on. I agree. I mean, I can, I can, I can, I can meditate on the sorrowful mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, and the joyful aren't, aren't too bad either, but the, the luminous and the glorious mysteries, sometimes I'm just like, whew. Uh, I prefer the glorious over the joyful. Really? Yeah. To me, there's just a lot more mystery there. See, okay, that's interesting because for me, I want more tangible. Like, I can imagine, you know, Mary being young and, and then uh, an angel appearing to her and like what she was thinking and how scared she could have been. And then, you know, okay, now we got to take Jesus uh, to go uh, consecrate him in the temple, you know, and I can imagine going there and... and Find Jesus in the temple. You know, I, I can just imagine all this stuff. Okay, so what you're Less doing... Less memory. What you're doing is mystery. actually uh, essential to the, me- the the spiritual exercises. About They talk about the difference between meditation and uh, something else. I don't it's not contemplation. It uh, could be contemplation. Okay. Yes, I think it is. So for them, for the spiritual exercises, when they say contemplation, they really mean G- the agony in the garden, be there. I can see that's put that's yourself how, there. Like, okay. look, there he is. There's Jesus on the rock. Like, you know, imagine see, you're standing next to him. And see, that's stuff. what I imagine. Like, even like in, in so the agony of the garden. That's like. what they. That's what they want you to do uh, okay. in these exercises. So the third week is on the passion. The fourth week is obviously on the resurrection. Um, and his see, that would be to apparitions me, to the disciples. And see, all that stuff would be a lot harder for me to meditate on because there is more mystery. You know, it's it's like. Well, I think you could do that. I mean, they're, they're scared. They're in the upper room. I mean, there's all these. Yeah, but I mean, all these things. You just uh, got to think about it. The, like Jesus, the, Jesus. The passion is clearly the easiest. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. Um, Good. You owe me twenty dollars. So it's all about walking with the risen Christ, and how that plays itself out in concrete ways in our life. Okay. Um, so the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think that we can implement these same this cycle of prayer in our own lives. And so I'm a, I want to start doing this. I'm not sure how good I'm going to be at it, but um, I have a routine. My routine doesn't change a lot, and that's okay, but I can maintain that routine with a theme. So that's what I'm going to maybe start to do. And I think that, I suspect that, you know, you do these four different weeks, uh, the effects of sin, um, So when me- you say meditation, this, how are you going to do it? What do you mean you're going to Okay, do so it? I'm just going to take a week. I'm just going to decide. All right, for the next week, my prayer, when I pray, I'm going to be thinking about the, you know, the effect of my own sin in my life. That's what I'm going to pray about. When I go to adoration, that's what I'm going to think about. Okay. And then the next week, I'm going to change that and it's going to be about uh, Jesus's call. 
you know, him calling me. Okay. How, sh- how am, I, am I responding to that call? You know, and then the, for the week after that, I'm going to meditate on the passion. And then the week after that, it's all going to be about the resurrection. Um, and I think that if you go through these, you could, I mean, and then when I'm over, maybe I'll just start over. I mean, who knows? Well, that, maybe, yeah. maybe I don't get a lot out of it. I don't know. Uh, but I suspect that I will. I mean, it's hard. And so instead of just kind of having free range, open, like, all right, God, let's see where my, wa- my mind wanders to today. Because very often that's what ends up happening, even though that's not necessarily what I want. But, you know, I start thinking about green beans and whatever else green I mean, beans dude even. you have no idea you have no you're, idea you're right there's n- uh, no one knows what goes on in your head you, you just don't even understand you're okay right. so at least i think this will give my meditation um some guidance it'll put guardrails up keep, okay keeping me pointed in a, a holy direction um and i think a lot of guys struggle with distraction in prayer i mean i think almost everybody everybody does. everybody does everybody does um so maybe give it a shot uh and let us know send us a message if, it, if it's something that's worked for you um, or if it's if do it, and then if it works for you, let us know. I I still want to know like exactly how how this is going to look in your life, like in your prayer life. I'm still not following completely exactly like because you said I'm just going to meditate med- meditate on on my sins. It's like when when, when are you going to do that throughout the day? Uh, in when the morning a, wh- when I have my meditative prayer when I which I always do in adoration. Um, okay, so, I do a little bit at mass. Um, I do in the morning. I mean short short, short bursts in the morning, but, um, at adoration, you know, I have a good amount of time that I will just blank slate. I'm not here to pray anything specific. I'm just, you know, spending time. Right. Um, and very often, you know, have a, just an elementary conversation, you know, Hey Jesus, you know, uh, thanks for bringing me here. This is what's happened to me today. You know, basic stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but so now I have, I'll, I'll have a, a theme, you know, hey, I'm sorry for sin, all the sins, you know, help me to think about these things. Okay. Even, even venial sins, you know? Yes, absolutely. So the, there's a book that's put out by Tan. It's right, I have it right here, actually. It's called The Spiritual Exercises of St. Ignatius. Uh, and, and it gives each week. I thought this was interesting, though, because it, it, it talks about the principle or foundation of this whole exercise. Yeah. And it says, man was created for a certain end. And this end is to praise to reverence and to serve the Lord his God, and by this means to arrive at eternal salvation. So this whole idea, it seems like, of, of his exercises is only to reorient them, uh, man back towards God. Uh, and in today's world, that with all these distractions, it seems like that this would be a great way to to become distraction-free or, or make sure that you're going back towards understanding who we are created for, like yeah. the end of man. I mean, it just occurred to me that the body needs regular exercise, and mm-hmm. so that the soul would as well. And prayer, yeah. all, all prayer is good exercise, but, uh, you know, sort of the difference between, oh, I go to the gym and just kind of pick a machine to work on, or I go and do circuits at the gym, you know, I do supersets, mm-hmm. you know, so incorporating these things, I think, will be more efficacious. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with you there We'll at see. All. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, thanks to BeTheMen.com for sponsoring this episode of The Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.